You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie! What's on your mind? Leaving on a jet plane. I'll be back in a week. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, yeah. Going to going to Ireland in a couple days. Awesome, man. Uh, for a big five o birthday trip. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, you always get that traveler's anxiety, but. Uh, uh, things I'm looking forward to is, you know, it's it a direct flight, you know, straight Philly to Ireland or to Dublin or whatever. And, uh, hit the ground running, got a couple tours, going to have some fun, but, uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I'm in the mood for, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a nice mind erasing weekend and yeah. just go to a place I've never been other than just layovers. Right. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to have a, have a blast. But, uh, yeah, uh, Low Inside Baseball is May 12th. We're recording at 7.21 p.m. This drops Monday, right before two days, well, a couple days before my birthday. So we leave, uh, the day before. It, it's weird. You leave at night and then land in the morning, but it's yeah. going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be cool just to have a, a trip where, you know, it's, it's not like a wrestling gig where you you have to worry about a match. And not that that's a, a bad thing. I, right. I, when I go to wrestle, I always worry about doing good. Yeah. But just to have a trip just to uh, be a civilian, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking, really looking forward to it. It sounds like it's going to be a good time. Now, this is now you've never just make sure I understand that. Have you been? You've only been to Ireland for layovers before, right? You've never actually gone and explored or anything like that. No, I just, uh, I mean, yeah, just like anytime I've flown to London, there's always like a layover in Dublin, mm-hmm. and then uh, and that's it. You know, I, I've seen the airport, I've seen the country landing into the airport, but uh, never set foot on soil so to speak so uh and you know it's kind of cool too because you know like a year or two ago we did uh did my ancestry and uh so i always knew there was part of me that was irish but you know to find out i'm like 32 percent irish 
and uh you know looking into that and seeing or i'm not going to any place where like i've because i've looked i got the international thing too uh my family's like from the western side i think off off the top of my head but uh yeah just uh we're we're going we're, uh, we're landing we're doing like the first day we're going to do like a rural 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 uh, pub, pub tour and then uh then two days later we're doing the game of thrones tour which i'm really excited about too sick man yeah we go like it's like a nine hour tour go up to drive from dublin all the way up to northern ireland and uh get to walk through forests and sea castles and shit like that so i'm excited that sounds amazing now are you yeah. gonna go are you gonna go to the blarney stone uh well, isn't that the big thing that's out there somebody here in the pod squad by the way shout out to the yeah. pod squad who's here joining us uh this evening um, I've, I've 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 been told not to kiss it that's what i well that's what i was going to ask are you going to go and kiss the blarney stone uh i, I it hasn't crossed my mind but who knows we have two days where there's nothing planned, which is awesome. Just go out and walk. Now, I'm looking at the Blarney Stone. It's here. It's uh, a block of carboniferous limestone into built into the battlements of the Blarney Castle in Blarney, um, which is about five miles from Cork, Ireland. Um, uh-huh. It's uh, saying, kissing the stone endows the kisser with the gift of the gab which means you will become eloquent or get skilled with flattery. So uh, I think we're both pretty good there in those departments. But yeah, I guess post-pandemic, I'm not sure how excited I would be about putting my lips on something that a bunch of people have already put their lips on, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> not my bag, bro. But yeah, so many jokes. So, so many, many jokes. It's what we do here. We joke around. We have a good time. Everybody has fun. And then, you know, we head off for the day after an hour. But... I've I've done worse at the travel lodge. (laughs) Listen, I've had I've had my own nights at Whiskey Tango. You know that we've 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 gone there, and we don't have to do that again. But yes, uh, we have a lot of wrestling news to talk about. Again, as a programming note, at the top of the show, we will not be doing an Ask Meanie at the end of this episode. It's just going to be the two of us talking through this. Next week is going to be another full Ask Meanie. It's Ask Meanie Anything Ten coming up, so make sure you mark your calendars for that show but i wanted to start at the top talking about our dear friend uncle dave whose ratings oh. came out today for wwe backlash uh i don't know if you had a chance to watch the program but i wanted to pick your brain oh. yeah specifically on blue meanie trained performer superstar damian priest in a huge match at the co-main event with uh, international sensation Bad Bunny. I wanted to get your thoughts on the match, and then we can talk about Uncle Dave's rating on it. Well, first of all, Backlash as an event was fucking amazing. Uh, It was really good, really well done. Uh, Just for, like, any pay-per-view, I can recall, like, just... the It felt like one of those Raw after WrestleManias kind of thing. The crowd was amazing. The matches were good, and it was just a great. And like the uh, the drone shots they were utilizing were really, really cool. Uh, top to bottom, not a bad match on the card. Uh, only critique, 
Uh, Bunny must pose, pal. <laughs> Is that the name I, of the episode, I, brother? <laughs> yeah. I think I think the bunny match should have went last. Yes. And uh, the whole time, I was hoping there would be a spot where uh, Damien would throw Bunny into the steps, so we get to get the old Eddie Murphy Bunny fell down the steps. Bunny fell down the steps. <laughs> yeah, from Eddie Murphy Delirious. Yep. But say la vie. It yeah. is what it is. If if I was thinking, I should have just said, you know, sent a message. Hey, man, throw him down the steps so they, you know. <laughs> so Corey <laughs> Graves, you go, Bunny's on down the steps. When you're with Benito, do me a favor. Just, uh, you know, toss him down the stairs kind of lightly. You don't want to fuck him up. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, I loved the event. It was great. I even, uh, I watched it live, and then I went and watched it again. Yeah, and that's for me to go back to, and watch an event a, a second time. Like the next day is rare, but like when there's like an atmosphere and a like a mood, a really good mood on a show, I I I really went. I I wanted to watch it again, which is for me is pretty rare. Honestly, man, I can say too. I I can't remember the last time I had that much fun watching a pay per view. Excuse yeah. me, premium live event, pal. Um, yeah. I can't remember the last time I enjoyed a show through like that, too. You're right. Like, there wasn't a bad match on the card. Everything was entertaining. The crowd was really engaged the entire time. And um, I don't know, man. There was just something really great about it. But I do agree. I think, in hindsight, there was no way for anybody to be any bigger than that Bad Bunny match. I mean, the moment, like, I, I, it gives me goosebumps when I think about it. I think about that entire arena singing Bad Bunny's song, Chambea, yeah. as he's walking out. Like, that is just like, just, I mean, like we've talked about before, like Bully Ray, friend of the show, has talked about, like, when you come out to a huge pop and you almost get disoriented in some ways because it's like the noise is just so loud that you don't yeah. even, like, and I've never experienced that. I'm, I'm sure you have, but, like, it's, you get to a, it, he's like, he explains, he's like, you just don't even know where you are and you're, you look kind of black out. Imagine being... Bad Bunny in that moment trying to like remember like, oh shit, okay, I got to walk to the <laughs> like, and, but I think what helps him though is the fact that he's a, he's a performer, you know, like he does yeah. this stuff day in and day out, like on stage and, um, but yeah, that was an unbelievable match. Um, Carlito showed up, Savio Vega was there, the LWO was yeah. involved, which shout out to the LWO, they're fucking over as shit, which is amazing. Um, I love dude, that they dude, resurrected the, that gimmick. The fucking pop for Carlito was fucking Amazing, yeah, dude. Uh, like I watched some fan recorded footage from the crowd, and just the opening note to his song, and people just lost their fucking mind. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like I I actually tweeted, I was like, uh, more uh, more events, more TV events in Puerto Rico, please, because just it was just so, and it was great to see Savio too. I love Savio. I've worked with him in MLW. Mm -hmm. Uh, as an agent and in ring, and he's such a great guy, such a good guy, and to see him get you know some shine in 2023 on the WWE you know event, really cool to see. Great to see Carl Carlito looks amazing. Yeah, dude. You know, but the whole the whole thing with you know Ray and LWO was so cool. Yeah, so cool. And too, like they you know Savio came out to the Los Barricos song too, which was just like super fucking cool. Um, I've met Savio at some of the, you know, one of the MLW events I was at. Just a, like an incredibly nice guy, very welcoming. You know, hey kid, how you doing? You know, like just a super cool dude. 
Um, and I was, I was happy to see that, that take place as well. But, um, I, I think two people sometimes don't understand like how big some of these events are in certain cultures. One of my, one of my colleagues at my shoot job, Eddie, um, he's Puerto Rican and his family was watching this bad bunny because bad bunny kind of, he transcends everything. Right. And yeah. they had heard that he was going to be on the show. So he's like, he's like, dog, like not only am, are me and my, my son and my, my girlfriend watching the show, but like my grandparents are watching the shows and my aunt and uncle are watching the shows. And we called Luis from work too. And he didn't know it was on. So now he and his family, and it's like, I guess it to like, I don't, you don't always realize how big these events are and how important they are in, in circles. And it was just, it was cool to see that sort of ricochet across the internet and, and ricochet amongst people in my own life, how, how much it meant to them to have that, that, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that recognition and that, and, um, uh, having a spot at the table, you know what I mean? Like being, yeah. like being represented, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for the representation yeah. inside of wrestling. So I thought that was a really cool moment too. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the one thing I will say that I didn't agree with was uncle Dave's rating. He gave it a four and a half star out of five, and Meanie, as we know, Uncle Dave's ratings mean about as much as a fart in church, but, because they're all arbitrary, I'm not knocking Dave, I'm just saying they're, they're arbitrary, um, I thought that was, I, do you think it was a five-star match? Would you have given it a five-star match? Let me just ask you. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Uh, just from, and not partiality because of my connection with Damien, but, uh, dude, just, matches more than just, like, moves. Matt. A good match is emotion. And there's no way to, you know, I mean, if you could bottle that emotion of that crowd and sell it, you'd be a billionaire. You know, just, it's all about emotion, watching people just hugging and, you know, singing and dancing and everything along with that. And it, it, it was very ECW yes. in a way. Uh, ECW, you could have a match. And a couple waves of like interference, a couple things that night, and then the interference, you know, fades away, and then you're like, oh yeah, we're we're still in this other thing here with with Bunny and Damien, and uh, fucking fantastic, man! It was it, it easily you know five stars because based off emotion, based off selling, uh, and just storytelling. You know, yeah. they built it up. You know that these guys were former friends and. You know, you know Damien uh, now is part of the uh, the Judgment Day, so he's he's changed his tune a little bit. You know, since him and Bunny were last together, and he's he's trying to be cool with Bunny, but then, of course, we all have that one friend who, who crosses the line with you know Dominic Mysterio, you know, disrespecting Bunny, and Damien was forced to choose. He had to you know stick up for you know Dominic you know yeah so that's you know I was the uh, the, the the spark that you know that let this uh, that caused this event to happen this match to happen and again th that match should have been the last thing kind of like how Rock Hogan should have been the last match at you know WrestleMania in Toronto you know you know there's there's just no way to follow it you know you know right. just. Uh, you know, let 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 the the hometown hometown guy get his shine, and uh, you know, you know, like I said, Bunny must pose, pal. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, there's there's like, and that's not even a knock against Hunter and Jericho. I just think it's impossible. No. It's Hunter and, Hunter and Jericho were both saying there's no way we, we could follow this match. Yeah, it's and there was like, I think there was a couple matches like between the main event and Hogan and Rock, and it's like. 
why even do this? Like, I know, you, like, if you're not going to do it, I don't know. I, I, I agree with that sentiment, but how proud of you or how proud of or are you uh, to see Damian Priest in a role like that? Because the rumor and innuendo is that now after this match and, and even slightly before, but definitely more so after, is that the, the company is super high on Damian Priest as a performer. Um, he's involved now uh, in the World Heavyweight Championship tournament. Um, how proud are you of Damian seeing him get his due, his, his, what I feel like is, his is overdue due. Uh, it's very proud, man. I even sent him a little message saying, Hey man, very proud of you. Uh, just because seeing where, how, seeing the journey, you know, the, sometimes the journey is more powerful than the, you know, the destination or, you know, the finish or whatever, you know, seeing him at the monster factory, uh, where he was part of a tag team and then see him work his ass off to whip himself into shape and uh, become this fucking machine. And yeah, you know, he's definitely got leadership qualities to him. So, you know, uh, to see him, you know, help coach other Monster Factory you know, wrestlers you know, alongside myself and Andy Cage and QT. Um, but then... Uh, you know, to see him get his, his shot at, you know, Ring of Honor, where he he, did, he was great. And then, you know, of course, he got noticed for WWE, and here we are talking about him, you know, co-main event of a major WWE event, where, uh, you know, that's a lot of trust. Yeah. You know, he's, he's he was kind of put in the Bam Bam Bigelow role when Bam Bam, you know, worked LT, you know. And when, you know, Bam Bam led LT through that match. Right. He, you know, he proved his, his fucking, his worth in, in, you know, the eyes of the company. So for Damien to go in there unselfishly, you know, put the, you know, you know, if you go back to WrestleMania one, you think about like how much friction there was, real like friction there was between Piper Orndorff and Mr. T, this outsider coming in from Hollywood. He's going to come in and, you know, do this, but then he gets to go back to Hollywood and I got to stay here. I got to, you know, defend myself, defend my, uh, my own legacy here. You know, back in the day, that would have been a point of contention where, you know, you have to worry about them, you know, not taking Mr. T out and right. You know, ruining the main event of the first WrestleMania. So for, you know, priest Damien to, um, come in, you know, he's a monster. You know, and to guide Bunny through that match and unselfishly, you know, put him over. And it was done the right way. You know, there's there's no way to look weak. He right. he, he, lo he looks very, he, lo he, he still looks strong. But the fact that, you know, he, he was willing to do that and went through that. And hats off to Bunny, too, because Bunny's working his ass off training. You know, he's down at the performance center and stuff like that, so... Uh, I'm very proud of Damien for, you know, all the work he's put in and all the work he's done, all the work he's put in for himself to get himself in this position, but to also make all the people around him better. I agree. Uh, I am, I was very impressed by his performance. Um, I've been thoroughly impressed by him as part of the judgment day. You know, like I remember yeah. him coming in and it was kind of like, well, after the Bad Bunny stuff, it's like, all right, we're kind of looking for direction for him. 
and then Edge brought him in with the Judgment Day, and I just think I think that like really set the tone for him because I feel like he's one of those guys that's just always going to be maybe not always a heel, but like maybe one of those in between guys who like you're not really sure if he's a heel or a face. Um, he's got that dark edge to him. Um, I think that's the perfect place for him. Uh, you know, as a performer, but man, he just, and, and also too, like selling like crazy for bunny, um, during the match. I mean, it was just, it, it, the whole thing was just really well done. And then I think, uh, actually, I'm sorry. Was he in last week? I'm sorry. He was, uh, this past Monday, he was in a banger of a match with Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura for the world heavyweight title. And I mean, you know, I, I just feel like every, every week I see him on, on television is a good week. So shout out to Damian priest. He did a fucking Absolutely. hell of a job. I should say friend of the show. Damian Priest. Yeah. Um, but I also want to get, I want to pick your brain here on that big gold 2.0. I know we touched about it a little bit in last week's episode, which you should go right now. Well, not right now because you're listening to us at this moment, but when you're done, then, then, then go back to the net, the one before. But anyway, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship tournament, uh, continued. Uh, so after you'll know the result at this point, uh, by the time you listen on Monday, um, but there's talk that Edge is going to be in the final bracket. Uh, against Seth Rollins, who was the winner of the Monday Night Raw contingent uh, for the Big Gold 2.0, Edge put out a pretty, uh, pretty amazing video uh, earlier this week about you know what a title win would mean to him and how his run was coming to an end, you know, rather quickly. And uh, he was hopeful that he would win the title back that he never lost. And it kind of got my brain spinning a little bit. And I wanted to pick your your brain on this as well, uh, since you know. Your brain is exposed, as Danny would remind us each week. Um, what do you think about the potential of Edge winning back a title that he never lost? It's a great story, you know. Uh, you know he he had the belt and then he defended it at WrestleMania. I think it was Miami WrestleMania, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then he had to relinquish it because of his neck injury. His neck injury. So, I mean, along the lines, you know, his story's kind of like Cody's, you know. He wants to win back the belt he never lost, and Cody wants to win the belt that his dad never won. So, uh, and I, 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 I saw bits and pieces of the video. I didn't get a chance to watch it in full. Uh, my schedule's been pretty hectic this week, but um, I'm sure I will see it. But, uh, you know, um, it... it it makes that belt seem just that much more important, you know, uh, that somebody as credible and uh, legendary, you know, a current Hall of Famer who's still performing in Edge, you know, going for a title, it makes that belt seem more important than it already was. It's important now, but now it's even more important. You know, Cody wants it. Edge wants it. It, it 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 gives you know a little bit more of a sense of urgency, you know. Not, not that they weren't, you know. If you get in the wrestling business, you want to win the world heavyweight title, you know. That should be the goal. Uh, but you know, just to have these guys, you know, top tier guys, talk about how important this belt is, you know, it, it makes it even more compelling. T you know for TV. Well, right. I mean, and also too tonight. Like, well, we're recording this on Friday night, and and shortly during this recording, the first match is going to be two current Hall of Famers and a future a future Hall of Famer, probably first ballot. You have AJ Styles, you have Edge, and you have Rey Mysterio that are going to be in a triple threat for the first time ever. 
talk about a, a match that you're going to rewind like pretty much immediately. Like that is just to be watching the three of these guys still wrestling at an elite yeah. level in 2023. I never thought I'd be I, we would be talking about Edge wrestling right now uh, in 2023, and and I think it's just I do I, I agree with that analysis completely. I think it's I think it adds that extra layer of importance onto a belt that that people are already kind of shitting on unnecessarily. Yeah. And I think well, that by and and I'll get your take on this as well too. I think the way that creative removed Cody from the the mix, I was like, thank God, because that was one thing I didn't want to have derail Cody's movement, you know, back to Roman uh was through this belt. Not that it would necessarily be a bad thing, but I don't think it would add or elevate anything to his story outside of what he's doing with Brock. And then realizing that they were plant, I didn't realize at first, but they're planting the seeds with Edge going to the. I mean, it's just like now you're talking about taking a totally different direction with the belt completely, and it's going to be totally separated. So, do you think that 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 is why they they they're kind of doing that now? It's funny you said you know everybody's you know shitting on this bond. I remember when they first unveiled the Universal belt, how people shit on that, and now it's probably one of the most prestigious belts you know yeah, that's yeah. around roman's waist yes so yeah, wrestling is very cyclical you know uh second verse same as the first you know kind of thing you know just yeah this selective outrage fake outrage oh my god oh, it's balanced. Oh, a couple of years from now they'll be like oh this is awesome this is awesome you know They'll be throwing it back on Twitter like, hey, remember when Edge and Seth Rollins were in Saudi Arabia for the match? It's fucking six-star banger. Like, yeah. Hey, also, Meany, I meant to ask you, do you remember when, do you remember when Gunther was Walter? Do you remember? Uh, I, ain't quite. I can't remember what regular Harrison was like. Indeed, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's me just having, you know, taking the piss out of the fans a little bit. I, you know, I love them. But they could be a, as uh, Brian Daniel would say, fickle. I was just going to say that. Fickle. Uh, fickle bunch. But uh, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to, I, I was just saying about how um, Edge being a part of this is sort of taking it in a new and very exciting direction because now it's oh, yeah. like, you're right, it took the venom and the piss out of the fans who were bitching about it, which it's always, it seems like it's always the same contingent of people who have something negative to say about anything creative in WWE as it is. But it's also like, okay, cool. Now we get the opportunity to see a Hall of Famer who had a fucking career-ending neck injury, who never lost this title, potentially going back and fighting in a country that, you know, they're like it, it, in, in, in an overseas country that's going to have millions of people watch. It's just, it's, I don't know. There's just something really cool and special about that. Yeah. It, like I said, having Edge come out and say, hey, I never lost the belt. I want to kind of win it back, you know. It makes it seem that much more important. Yeah. And I feel like that's again. I I feel like if 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 I were a betting man, I would feel like that's where my money is going to go tonight because, you know, outside of AJ, Rey Mysterio, Austin Theory, Lashley, and Sheamus are the other competitors in the match. I don't know if I see any of them having a compelling story to elevate this title to the next level. And of course there's people that are like, oh, well, they're giving it to a legend and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, there's a, there's an actual physical story here, right? Like, it's not like, yeah. it's not like, and I, I'm not knocking him at all, but it's not like Goldberg coming in to beat the fiend at Saudi Arabia, right? Like it's a different, right. it's a different conversation and context completely. So, um, 
yeah, no, I'm excited to see where this goes and it'll be fun. It'll be, uh, we will actually come back for our next episode, um, after Night of Champions. So we will be able to discuss that in more, uh, better and greater detail, uh, as we get there. But, um, no, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. Looking forward to that event. Um, what did you think of the, uh, the, how do you feel right now about Cody and Brock? How are you feeling about, about that matchup? Uh, a, it was a great match. It was a compelling match. Um, I'm still waiting for the moment where Brock goes, you know, hey, this was just a test to help toughen you up for, for Roman. You know, um, you know, uh, I see people criticizing, you know, we don't, we haven't found out why Brock turned on Cody. Well, maybe, you know, wait, wait for it to play out. Wait for it to play out. You know, you, Cody gets the, uh, what I call the, uh, the Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, WrestleMania in Indianapolis finish where somebody's got a hold and he, you know, rolls him over, gets a, a quick three, one, two, three, scoots out. And that's kind of why I wish, you know, you know, Bunny would have went last, but, uh, Cody Brock was, was great. Um, it's just in my. I I think they're probably got to do another rematch where maybe this is kind of just like, like I said, Brock is just Brock has been uh, deemed that he'll never face Roman Reigns ever again or get right. a shot at Roman Reigns belt. Well, if I can't get to you, I'm going to make sure somebody else can help take this guy uh, down. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think you know. You know, it, I, I think it's just another layer to long tour, long term storytelling, which people have been longing for for a long time. And now that it's here, they're like, oh, all right, hurry up. Give us the results now. You know, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all down for the, the long term storytelling with, uh, with Brock and Cody to where it's like, it's like, uh, you know, how you set up a spot in a match where you, you set up the table and then something happens. You, as fuck off for a little bit, and then you go back to the spot you initially tried to set up, where you know Cody and Roman have had this fucking thing. Okay, they had their match at WrestleMania. Paul, you know, has made it clear that he's not going to have a rematch at this, that, that, and the other, you know, events. So he fucks off with Brock for a little bit, and they're going to have this little storyline on the side, and eventually it's going to, you know, like a side road, and eventually they'll come back. It'll turn back to Cody versus Roman again. Just it's one of those things. Just when you thought you forgot about Cody versus Roman, we're here to remind you it's still a thing, right? And again, Roman's Roman said at the press conference after WrestleMania, like we're not we're not making fucking McDonald's ham- hamburgers here. We're making filet mignon. We're making like he said we're, he, he said we're only in the second inning. Yeah, he's like we just got started. Like, and that's I think if I were a betting man. And I know we've talked about it a little bit here too, but like, I know like the idea of the goalpost is kind of like moved to SummerSlam now. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see roadblocks continue to hit Cody until we got to WrestleMania in Philadelphia. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. and because now they have this extra belt. So Cody can officially just focus on figuring out how he's going to get back at Roman. You know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll get the money in the bank and he'll hold on to that for a while. Um, but we just—I I don't know—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm starting to feel excited about this again. I think he's going to get the shit kicked out of him in Saudi Arabia by Brock. I think Brock's going to beat the piss out of him because you know there's no way you can 
end a match like that with a roll up on Brock and expect him to just walk away clean. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Cody get blood uh, in this one as well. I want they uh, they let Brock bleed. Well, I I almost want to say that was a fucking hard way. For sure, it was a hard way. Uh, absolutely, because because I watched it and. You know, my trained eye couldn't fucking detect anything, you know, even when like, you know, Stone Cold got, got quote unquote hard way against Bret Hart, you know, WrestleMania was if in Chicago, whichever you could kind of see where the window was for him to kind of get color. But I could not see where Brock would have been able to do it, you know, so uh, the fact to me, you know, blood always you know, people are like, oh, you can't believe in this thing. And, you know, whatever. Uh, to me, when done right, it, it adds to it. It's seasoning. It should, blood shouldn't be the main course. It should be seasoning. Yeah. It's, you know, you sprinkle in to uh, add a little bit more flavor, so to speak. Meanie. Yes, sir. Summer's coming. Are you aware of that? Oh, I am such a summer person. I can't wait to be on the beach. And what better way to be on the beach and with the start of the summer season with a question, Mimi, are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Uh, the question is not if, am I, if I'm ready, is if other people's ready to see my bod. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to be excited to see your body this summer thanks to Manscaped. Yes. They are here to ensure that your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with the Austin Powers chest hair. And if you grew some winter man tits, the least you can do is make sure that you're hairless. Because trust me, guys, we're all there right now. It was a tough winter, okay? It's time to get ready for Hot Guy Summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code MINDMEANY at checkout. Manscaped Meanie, I'm not sure if you know, is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the performance package 4.0 and meaning i want to know how you are getting ready for your summer body this year using manscapes products well you know uh, you know it's summer you know i'm gonna be busting out the half shirt and daisy dukes when i go out about town the uh, performance package 4.0 is awesome uh the lawnmower uh 4.0 not only is it waterproof but it's good for uh down below and then hey you might have a little bit of unwanted back hair, too, that uh, you might want to get rid of as well. You know, a lot of people think about the back hair, and that's perfect for there. But the crop, or, you know, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, we, you know, getting, the, you know, my, I'm going to be uh, turning 50 pretty soon. Uh, I need that weed whacker 2.0 to get the uh, the old nose hair and ear hair so I don't look like Ava Goat over here. <laughs> well, make sure those Daisy Dukes are looking official and fresh uh, by using the kit. This package, performance package 4.0, meaning comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations, or formulations rather, to round out your grooming routine. Because ladies, it's not just about little John and the East Side boys. That's right. You, sometimes you miss the gooch. And you got to get up in there with the gooch and the lawnmower 4.0. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. I love these reeds. Their trimmer features a ceramic blade designed to cut hair on loose skin 
and reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You can even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bald enough. Inside the performance package, you'll find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful it can be when you're wearing your bathing suit or if in me's case you're wearing them daisy dukes out there at the beach you're going to get a little chafing and just like he said no one likes that nose hair sticking out of your face the package also comes with the weed whacker 2.0 you'll also get two free gifts the shed travel bag which is a 39 dollars value add and the patented high performance reduced chafing manscape boxers and if you're wearing sandals no need to fret meanie because you'll get the manscape shears 2.0 nail kit top to bottom you're going to look fresh as hell since zero ad thanks to manscape's products having the right tools for the job is essential do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job so go to manscape.com right now and save 20 percent off plus free shipping by using the promo code MINDMEANIE. That's manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping by using the code MINDMEANIE. Your balls will thank you. Meanie, I want to thank you and I want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program. Thank you. Well, I think, again, I think this is because everybody always talks about Cody wanting to bleed in WWE and how they wanted to do it. For sure. I mean, if you watch that clip back, he definitely takes that fucking, that ring post right to his forehead or whatever that, that, um, screw piece is. Yeah. yeah. And, um, he bleeding like a fucking stuck pig too. I was like, holy shit. He is gushing, man. But I think if I, if I were a betting man or if I, if I put on my storytelling hat for a minute, I think that's how. Brock gets him back in, in Saudi Arabia is he fucking busts him open in the ring. Um, maybe yeah. not the hard way, but, you know, like giving him an opportunity to gig himself um, and just pummels the shit out of him. I think that's that's how it how they get there. But um, I thought it was funny when they replayed it on Raw. They put it in black and white so you couldn't see the blood on the fucking uh, Brock as if everybody didn't know what was on his face in the first place. But well, they, they got to pay to see the blood, pal. That's right. Got to go, go on the cock. USA. USA does not want us to show blood on television. That's so, fine. That makes it me makes the uh, peacock footage even that much more, you know, special. Absolutely. Now you have to go. Now you have to go to the app and and watch. The, I. Uh, I'll I'll say this too, uh, real quick. Yeah. What was cool about watching the replay of Backlash? You know, the next day is they take out all that unnecessary fucking promo pack. Not, not unnecessary, but. That filler promo packaging in between, because I guess you know if you're on a certain tier and they add commercials, they have to fucking fill it with something. Mm -hmm. You go to watch it the next day on the app, and all that stuff's removed. That's right? Like, oh man, this is even better. That's right. No, so, yeah, they they replay all the stuff they showed on the fucking pre-show. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, man. <laughs> I already it's watched the these promos four times. It's like watching yeah. the Super Bowl anymore when you watch like WrestleMania or one of the big four. It's like Jesus Christ. Six hours of fucking pre-show shit. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for this. So uh, <laughs> one of the other big turns that happened this week was on AEW, flipping the station for a minute. Don Callis turned heel on uh, an unsuspecting, unsaid, that's a word, unsuspecting, unsuspecting Kenneth Omega and gouged him in the head. Was I caught that this week in his match against John Moxley? And it appears as he's aligned himself with the Blackpool Combat Club. Curious if you had any thoughts on the callous turn. 
Uh, I was not aware of it until you just said it, but uh, kind of makes sense. Kenny's kind of a baby face, and Don's always that like he's always kind of like that smarmy heel kind of you know. I can never see Don not being a heel, right? And, and with Kenny being over, Kenny's always kind of been like a baby face, even though when he was trying to be a heel, he was still getting pops, you know. So right. It didn't make sense. You know, Kenny doesn't need a manager. You know, he doesn't need somebody on his side. He, he's already got charisma. Uh, it's It might not be everybody's, you know, uh, flavor of charisma, but he has a charisma. And, uh, yeah, he's better on his own. You know, he, he, he didn't need Don Cowles to be with him. I get why they had, because, you know, being fellow uh, Winnipeggers, you know, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, well, you, it's interesting that he would be aligned with the Blackpool Combat Club, but we'll see how that plays out. I got no opinion on that. Yeah, uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to shit on something before it gets to play out, you know, or 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 praise it before it plays out. You know, it could go good. It could go good. You know, be a fart in church. Who knows? Right. right. Uh, that's something I just got to let play out. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't necessarily have a dog in the fight, one way or another. I'm curious to see what, like, how they're going to explain it in the storyline and kind of progress it that way. But I agree. I think Omega reminds me a lot of like Xavier Woods or Kofi Kingston. They're just like, no matter what they do, they're just always going to be over, no matter what. Like, they're just going to have that it factor. And I think that they're just always going to be popular with the crowd, even when they're trying to be heelish or dickish or whatever. Uh, I think they're just always going to be. It's always going to be them. So. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I wanted to play something here for you, Meanie. Uh, something, okay. something Philadelphia related. Um, I yes. don't know if you've watched these videos here, but, um, there's a woman on Instagram called, named Olivia E. Herman. And she does mm. these like spot on Philly impressions. And I want to get All your right. take on it. I don't know if you've heard this one yet, but I'm going to restart it here and let me know what you think. On the line, they charge me to take a pest. All right. Oh, yeah. Is it me or did those seats get smaller? I swear, Mayor. Yeah, Ron's going beep, beep, beep as I'm backing my ass in that little teeny tiny chair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's a real comedian. Yeah. I'm sitting there praying, please, Lord, get us there safely. And if not, please, Lord, blow this window open and suck this motherfucker right out. <laughs> That's not the most Delco thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, I think the rest of Philadelphia uh, wrongly gets associated with the Delco accent. Because <laughs> yeah. even to me, somebody from South Philly, the Delco accent accent is fucking jarring. Yes. Well, if you're if you're not ready for a Delco accent, it can, it can fucking make you go. Well, this is the audio for uh, you know, or the video for Patreon, but it makes you go. Uh. <laughs> if you're not ready for it, it's yeah. like a fucking sucker punch. You know, it's like a. It's like a kick in the nuts from a baby. You know, just, <laughs> it you literally just hits you right in the face. You're like, why are we doing this? Like, what, this isn't yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, yo, yo, dial it down. <laughs> dial it down, Bruno. <laughs> oh, Bruno, no, no good. Uh, she just fucking, she's been killing it on there. She had a whole bunch of visi- uh, videos uh, around Easter, and I was just, I'd like dying. Like, the fact that not only were they done like the, the the regional dialect, the accent is incredibly difficult to do. Like it's not easy to to impersonate someone from Delco or from South Philly. But the yeah. fact that like the phrasing and all the different little like idiosyncrasies and 
shit. Like it was just she's just phenomenal. Like just fucking great. I, did you see that HBO show Mayor of Easttown? Yes. Yes, I did. For Kate Winslet to learn the fucking Delco accent and fucking pull it off the way she did, she should have got a fucking award for that one. They should have given her all the awards for that fucking just just for the accent alone. Yeah. So Yeah. I wanted but, to give uh, I want to give her a shout on the show. Just make sure you follow her at Olivia E. Herman on Instagram. Hilarious stuff. <laughs> lots of great lots of great videos there already. So uh yeah. but it, it is. It's it's funny, like I think about like even when I do my BAM impression, like it's very difficult to like because it's all I, like I tried to I tried to dissect it the other day because, you know, at the end, you end up talking like this. But like you have to like screw your mouth closed almost and like push it out of your mouth. But there's like southern parts to it. And it's just like it's incredibly difficult to explain to people like, wow, he really speaks like that. And it's like no one knows why they talk like that. They just do. You know, like there's no, no. reason for them to have a southern accent from Chester County. But yet here we are. So, yeah. um, no, it's just, it's, uh, it is, I mean, I, would you say more people from South Philly sound like they're from Delco or is it just like they have a whole different speech pattern? That, I think Delco is just a world of its fucking own. <laughs> There's like some fucking bubble. Yeah. Like a visible force field that keeps that di dialect there. Because <laughs> I hear it. I'm not ready for it. And, you know. South Philly's got the Yokoz Yobo fucking accent. Yokoz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just. I don't even know if I have it, you know. I don't know if I have a South Philly accent, even though I'm like been in the heart of South Philly for over 20 years now. But. I mean, I can sort of hear, like, I and people said it to me before too, like, they can hear the Philly dialect in us. I would say I'm probably more Delco. Than you are, uh, and that's because you know I spent a lot of time in Delco, and Bucks County is basically like Delco light. But yeah, I think you you have a it's almost it's almost like it's a more like nuanced like I want to say like almost a sophisticated Philly sound, right? Like that's the sound. The way that you talk is the way that people in Delco think they talk, and it's like that part of your that part of your speech just turned up to eleven. So right, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, I, it is jarring to meet. And then you meet. So what fucks me up is when I meet people from Delco in other states, and it's like I left Pennsylvania and Philadelphia to get away from these accents. Please leave me the fuck alone. It stands out like a fucking beacon. <laughs> this way. It's, just, it's a fucking air raid siren. Just fucking. You're like, huh? What? You know? They're here. They found us, meaning they found us. Yeah. If you ever if you ever been to a town that still has a a siren that goes off for like a fire, you know, like an air raid siren. <laughs> There's some towns I go through you still hear them. Like what the fuck? You know, I get here. Like yeah. I, where were, I think we were in. Is there a tornado coming? What the fuck? I think we you were know? in San Diego and we saw someone who San had Diego. like a. Was it a Father Judge sweatshirt, or was it? Um, Fuck, what was it? It was something, maybe it was from Delco. I can't, it was like a school out in Delco. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, I flew all the way, literally across the country here. I cannot be any farther away from Philadelphia if I tried. And here's someone with something from a fucking small section of Philadelphia uh, here in my face. And I just, I can't stand it. But, Meanie. Yes. What else is going on with you, man? Uh, not much, man. I like, uh, I guess I'm getting ready to, 
Looking forward to the trip to Ireland. Uh, got a, an event coming up in on May 27th. Shout out to my buddy Justin Daniels and his wife Penelope. They have a great uh, couple toy stores called Farpoint Toys. Mm. They're, they're having their annual. It's a toy show. Toy show uh, in at their May's Landing store. They're their first uh, store, so to speak. Uh, or I'm, I could be wrong with that, but they're uh, their home base at May's Landing, and I'm looking. Really looking forward to that. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like a school reunion, you mm. know. Me and Justin, I've known him since eighth grade, uh, and a lot of our old former classmates come out, you know, to the to this event, and uh, we'll just hang out and uh, reminisce. Uh, but I, uh, what's going to be even more special is I will have my uh, my bone crushing. Figures there, uh, the BWO variant and the Blue Mini variant. It'll be the first time I will be selling these in public, if you will. If you will, uh, most baby. people, most people just been able to order online, but come out May twenty seventh to Farpoint Toys in May's Landing and uh, buy these beautiful action figures, uh, f- you know, from the blue guy himself, and I'll uh, sign it and all that good stuff. So. And uh, for this event, I got a uh, really cool 11 by 17 print of the concept art that I'll, I'll be I'll have at the event to uh, make it even a little bit more special, so you get to figure in the uh, the concept art. So, oh, that's sick, man. Yeah, it's it's something we do once a year, and uh, it's it's really cool. It's like a free uh, free to vend, free to attend. You just show up, set up a table, and sell your stuff. But you know, Justin and Penelope invite me every year. And uh, they have a beautiful store down there that, like, they've kind of turned into a half museum now, just with, like, vintage toys and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they've they got, like, maybe two other locations that they've opened up. And uh, I really admire what they've done. Uh, if you want to see more about them, go on uh, Amazon Prime and look up the, the show, A Toy Store Near You, where they, uh, you know, they documented, you know, these different toy co- toy stores that you know tried to survive during the pandemic, and uh, Farpoint Toys were uh, featured on that show. So if you go to Amazon Prime, look up uh, a toy store near you and, and check out the episode of Farpoint Toys. That's my buddy Justin. Uh, we met in eighth grade. Uh, he was kind of like a nerd, uh, and I turned him into a metalhead. And uh, you know he started playing guitar. Like I had a guitar and. I could not play and he borrowed it and never gave it back and learned how to play guitar. And he's been playing, uh, you know, he's been playing metal, you know, and, uh, playing guitar. And now he's, you know, going and turn a, a passion into a business with the far point toys. You know, he's always been involved with that, but like me and him have fucking stories, you know, going back to our childhood, you know, great stuff, great people. And uh, I'm lo- really looking forward to it. You know, this coming up on uh, May 27th. And me and him, like, could have been, like, if you looked at us, uh, us when we were kids, we looked like a tag team. <laughs> you know, just, he look, he's just a big, mean-looking mean dude with a big, he's got the big Bruiser Brody beard and long hair. And I, you know, I had the Bobby Eaton mullet, you know, so... <laughs> 
We, we definitely could have been a tag team back in the day. That's awesome, man. Yeah, those events, I know my buddy Paul Brown usually talks about going out to them as well. He has a great time. So don't forget to check them out. We'll link it inside of uh, the show notes. And we will also share it to our Twitter feed as well. Uh, one thing, quick thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up the show. Uh, friend of the show and one of the members of the Ad Free Shows team, Joshua Odom, passed away pretty suddenly uh, earlier oh, this man. week. Yeah. Um, tragic. Um, I'd never actually gotten to really interface with him. Um, I know he edited my shows when I was doing the Wrestling Hour on Premier Streaming Network um, and always had positive stuff to say. Um, but a lot of there's been a lot of a big outpouring about the guy just from from all accounts just seemed like a wonderful guy uh family man uh and just just uh, passionate about wrestling and, and what he did um we're you know obviously we want to send our condolences to his family and he leaves behind a wife and and two small children so um yeah. we shared the link on our uh in on our twitter page and we'll put it up on our facebook page uh they have a goFundMe set up for him right now and if you are able to donate. Uh, please, and we'll put it in the show notes as well uh, for this yes. week and, and next week's show. If you have the means to donate, please think about doing so. If not, please share uh, so that others may. And we just wanted to just give our condolences to the family and friends of Joshua Odom. Uh, really sad stuff. But no, no donation is too small either. Even if it's five bucks, even if you feel, you know, ah, oh, I'm only, I can only give like five bucks. Give five bucks, give it anonymously. It doesn't yeah. matter. Anything you can donate can help. And if you can't donate, please share the link. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Meanie, I hate to end it, end it there, but I want to thank you for doing the show, the program with us each week. Uh, well, actually, quick question. I'm going to go back into the pod squad here real fast. Travis wanted to know, um, you know, obviously because we're doing uh, Ask Meanie next week, but he had a question yes. about the back Blackpool Combat Club. He said, without William Regal being there, doesn't that group still being called that seem a little bit goofy? It seems a little off. It seems like they should have been rebranded, so to speak. And uh, uh, MGF knocked them, Regal out, right, or something. He eliminated them. Yeah. I mean, and they did nothing to rectify and what MGF did to Regal. So... In hindsight, maybe it should have been like the actual members of the Blackpool Combat Club that should have took Regal out and rebranded themselves as something, you know, just the Combat Club or whatever. You know, uh, yeah, it, it does seem a little bit different. You know, I, I understand if they want to have a look and a nod to Regal, you know, with the Blackpool Combat Club, but without the the Blackpoolian in there it does seem a little bit off yeah yeah i think they're overdue for a rebrand i i mean i i am enjoying you know seeing brian danielson on my television screen i really enjoy claudio as well um so i think there's definitely still mileage left in that group but i i agree i think it might be time to uh to rebrand pretty soon um just to just try to stay fresh but uh meaning we are always fresh here at this show uh thanks to manscaped and uh i appreciate you doing the program with me uh where can Blue, if I may. Uh, where can everyone find you on your social media? If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, uh, at Blue Meanie BWL. If you want to follow Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, 
Uh, like I just said, Saturday, May 27th, I will be at the annual It's a Toy Show toy show event at Farpoint Toys, Mays Landing, New Jersey, where I'll have the bone-crushing figures to sell in person. Uh, come on out. It's a great event. There'll be food. There'll be vendors. There'll be toys of all kinds there. And uh, myself will be there Saturday, May 27th at Farpoint Toys. If you'd like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you'd like to support mine and me, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, Colin Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to ColinElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie or use coupon code Mind and save 10%. Now, uh, if you got uh, those fashionable t-shirts, go to Mad Cat and you want to look good, smell good. And if you're a bearded fellow like myself, go to madcatbeardcare.com and get the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm. Shout out to my boy Josh Sorton over there doing a great job. All the proceeds go to taking care of the feral cats. He rounds them up, takes them to the vet, has them, releases them back, feeling better than ever. And I have to say, man, I put this stuff in my beard all the time and it smells really good. So if you're looking at, you know, if you're a bearded fellow like myself and you want to have something that, you know, helps your beard look better and smell better, go to madcatbeercare.com. Again, Fingers Collection Bone Crushing Wrestler Series 1 variants of the Blue Meanie are available now. All Series 1 uh, Bone Crushing Figures can be ordered right now at shop.figurescollections.com. That's shop.figurecollections.com to get yourself the uh, the Blue Meanie and the the rare uh, BWO variant, which once it's gone, it's gone. Uh, if you want to have myself, a.k.a. the Blue Meanie, on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's podstars, P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net. Uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade BWO Air Jordan one sneakers, custom made, I might add, for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair of these beautiful custom sne- sneakers takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. Uh, if you want to see all these uh, awesome shoes, uh, he recently did Rey Mysterio shoes that he wore at Backlash. I have a, I have a mask that Rey Mysterio, action, Rey Mysterio used to wear. He took it apart and made uh, a pair of great-looking Air Jordan ones. If you want to see him make these shoes, go to follow Jim on all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks. That's G-O-I Kicks. Uh, Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Let's uh, help somebody's day, uh, help make somebody's day a little bit better over there at Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard. Where can we find you? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me uh, on all forms of social media, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, trying to get on Blue Sky. Uh, and at least for right now, for the foreseeable future, maybe Twitter, if that hellscape still exists soon. Uh, you can find me at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It is a brand pal. Uh, you can go there. You can also listen to my other show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net and checking out episodes in the archive there. Don't forget to go to brothersgather.com right now and pick up an official licensed Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddy. Meaning I'll have you know they are 70% sold out. 
which is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, there's only 25 made in existence, and once they're gone, friends, they are gone for good. They will never be made again. So go to Brothers Gatter right now if you want to pick one up because you're, you're running out of time. And you can also pick up an official Mind of the Meanie two-pack with myself and the bluest Meanie uh, together. Uh, great gifts. And you can beat the shit out of me if you'd like to. Have a ball. <laughs> Uh, go to the FeinbergMethod.com right now and sign up for your new mental and physical wellness program. Use promo code Goober and save uh, up to 20% off of your entire purchase. Uh, Brad Feinberg is out here killing it right now. Uh, really big plans in the progress right now. He is the uh, the official trainer of uh, Imagine Dragons lead singer Dan Reynolds. He's also done work with Steve Aoki and another big name. I'm not allowed to tell you yet, but I will when I'm allowed to. But go ahead and check it out at thefeinbergmethod.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash foundation radio. Pick up a shirt and support the show there. Uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Pick up a shirt and support us and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Become a patron. Tier starting at just $10. You get to watch us early and ad free with Seltzer and not the cheap shit. From the vending machine down the hall, the good stuff, friends. So go there and sign up today. Uh, we want to we want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program this week, and also the sponsors you heard at the beginning and the end of the program. Uh, Meaning, I want to thank you for doing the show each and every week. I appreciate it. And the Pod Squad, we love you all so much. And we will see you again next week for Ask Meaning Anything Ten for the Blue Meaning. I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. Blue, 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 blue world order. Dad, why does Blue Meanie's brain out? The world of MLW Radio never stops.